Welcome to Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, where we share the stories of people in our school community. Hi everyone, I'm Ruby Collins and my co-host is Ben Collins. Ben, I hope you've got your dancing shoes on because we've got a music-themed show today. I certainly do, Rubes, uh, but mine are for two left feet, as you know, because let's face it, I'm not the uh, world's greatest dancer, but... Uh, we certainly love our music, don't we? We sure do. I listen to a lot of music and I go to a lot of concerts and write reviews about them in our school secondary newsletter. I'm a big fan of artists such as Taylor Swift, Harry Styles and Spacey Jane. Yes, I've heard all about them. And of course, your love of music is in the genes, of course, Rubes. Uh, as you know, um, this is what I do and I recommend it to other music lovers out there. Um, I choose an artist or a band and I listen to all their albums in order, six, eight, ten times each, until they seep into the soul, Ruby. Um, I started with the biggest ones, uh, the Beatles, which was about 13 or 14 albums, uh, then the Rolling Stones, 30 or 40 albums, uh, Bob Dylan's 40 albums, Bruce Springsteen's 20-odd albums and counting, Paul Kelly's 30 albums, and I, I sidetracked tracked on to T-Rex, you might never have heard of him, um, and now I'm into Credence Clearwater Revival, good old rock and roll, uh, but I mean they're all amazing journeys, so for you music loving folks out there, I, I uh, say you should try that sometime. Great, so Ben, you've also told me how you were in a high school band. Oh, here we go, uh, how could I forget and how could our three fans forget? <laughs> uh, back in the early 90s, um, when I was in year 11, year 12, I was in a grunge band, and these are the days of Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Uh, so most of us were these geeky, sort of clean skin guys, but we wanted to sound rebellious and cool, so we called ourselves Felony. Just so tough. Um, <laughs> sounded better than Misdemeanor or, or something. Anyway, um, the music was actually good. Uh, the problem was I was the vocalist, um, and notice there, Rubes, I yeah. said vocalist. and he definitely not, cannot sing. Not but. singer. Um, so anyway, we performed at a... Battle of the Bands in at the Bacchus Marsh Town Hall and somehow we came third. No, there weren't just three bands, there were actually nine bands. Uh, so we won some recording time in a studio in South Melbourne and there's an old cassette tape. You don't even probably know what a cassette tape is. It's floating around somewhere of that Battle of the Bands performance and I need to find it and destroy it so it never sees the light of day but it'll probably uh, uh, set off all the dogs in the neighbourhood. Anyway, um, now Ruby... We've got a real musician in the house right now, <laughs> a guy who can really sing and play instruments with real musical talent, so maybe you can introduce him for us, please. Yes, sure thing. Aidan Arendez is music royalty in these parts. He's a bass player and backing vocalist in the Teeny Tiny Stevies, the children's music group that won an ARIA, so an Australian Recording Industry Award, for the best independent children's album in 2020. Amazingly, they even beat the Wiggles, who we're wow. all familiar with. Um, Aidan is also a member of their side project, The Little Stevies, an indie folk group also fronted by the Stephen sisters, Beth and Sibylla. Yep. And when Aidan's not singing or strumming, he's teaching others to do just that as a music teacher. This is his sixth year at our school and he's also been the year nine coordinator and the VCAL coordinator and helped out with our AFL Academy. Welcome, Aidan. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. It's different and weird um, being on this side of the microphone, um, but thank you for that 
very extravagant um, introduction. <laughs> well, it's only just started, Aidan, let me tell you. I feel like we should be giving you like a, some sort of stadium announcer's introduction, like, welcome to the stage, our very own ARIA Award winner, Aidan Arundes. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, but as you, as you said there, I mean, our listeners mightn't know this. Um, they might stay to listen for the credits or they may not, but you've been the man behind the panel here uh, recording and editing our podcast and we wouldn't have gotten this show off the ground if it wasn't for you so we'll always be grateful for that Aidan. Um, now you're a, you're a modest humble guy and uh, so it's about time we uh, we got you behind the mic to share your story. Um, to our listeners you can just google Aidan Arendez and you'll find heaps of his music videos and performances, really good stuff, and quite versatile. Um, he's been a full-time member of 10 bands as diverse stylings as heavy metal, punk, and country music. Um, and he's been a hired gun for numerous bands and projects, including musicals. So given all that, Aidan, going back to the start, I expected you to have come from a family of musicians, but that's not true, is it? No, it's not true at all. Um, they do say music is a language. My parents um, love music. It's always playing. It's always around. And um, yeah, it's just something that I've kind of always listened to. Never really took an interest in it. Um, I tried playing keyboard when I was in grade two and it was I absolutely hated it. I was terrible at it. Um, fast forward to year eight and I picked up the guitar again. Mm. Uh, yeah. um. And so um, one of your uncles started helping you with the guitar, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just took, well, as soon as I started playing the guitar, I just took a real interest to it straight away. So, um, it came quite easy to me, came quite natural to me straight away. And um, my uncle was a guitar player, so I just naturally gravitated towards him. Um, to this day, he still helps me. He lends me music gear, instruments, whatever I need, and he'll still try and help me and play and whatever I need to do. Yeah, still learning, so yeah. So he, he's played in bands and stuff? He has played in bands, not... Um, yeah, he kind of does it more as a hobby kind of thing. Right. But um, yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay. And in year nine, year 10, you started writing your own sort of rock metal songs. Uh, tell us about those early tunes, Aiden. Yeah. So that came about because my school was, it was a very music focused school. We had this awesome project where we got to go, it was called Cool Schools. We got to go to a studio in Collingwood and we were there for two days from like 9am to 9pm and we recorded an entire album wow. with the school. Um, cool. And I was just like, oh, I have to be on this album. Yeah. So I played on a lot of other people's albums, uh, sorry, songs, and I tried to write a few of mine so that I could be on this album. And um, I did that from year nine to year 12, pretty much. And it was my favorite thing. Yeah, it was my favorite excursion, favorite project, favorite thing I've ever yeah. done. How many songs do you reckon you wrote in that period? Um, I reckon I had maybe one or probably one on each album. So maybe about four, at least four. Yeah, right. But I, I helped and co-wrote with all of my friends and yeah, yeah, at least participated with other groups as well. So yep. lots of recording process then. I loved the process of recording. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, you were in some bands in high school and played in some Battle of the Bands. Yep, yep. So out of um, out of my best mates at in high school, we formed a pop punk band. So um, I lo really love bands like Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Green Day. That's kind yeah. of my thing. And I still write songs like that to today. I don't know, just some things never leave you, right? Yep. Um, so that was my first band. Um, that kind of morphed into another band, which is a bit more indie rock and did all that for a few years. But it's, yeah, as, as fun as it is, it's very costly. Um, you need, you need a lot of time as well, rehearsing, writing. Um, so I'm not doing a whole lot of that these days, but yeah, started off doing that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And just uh, a slight diversion. You went to Copperfield College in Sydenham. Uh, 
where there were a few teachers who ended up here at Manor Lakes, weren't there? Yeah, and it was quite surprising. I came for my um, interview. Actually, I had I got a job offer at Copperfield to um, teach Year 710 music there, but because I went to school there, I was like, I think I need something different. Yeah. So I um, applied for Manor Lakes, and on my interview panel was the great Renee Leprino, who was the principal um, yeah. last year, so 2022. Um, and during the interview panel, she looked at me really funny and she's like, do I know you? And I was like, yeah, Miss Leprino, my year seven, year eight coordinator. And um, yeah. yeah. And just, dur- just during that answer, by the way, I think the admin girls are trying to get on air too, making announcements while we're, <laughs> we're doing the show. But that's that's fine. We, we're it's an inclusive mob thing. here. Yep. Um, with the others as well, we got had Sam Watkins, who was my yeah. basketball coach for year 12. Um, yeah. So that was a bit of a blast from the past. And Scott Logan as well, who probably taught me how to kick my first AFL football in year seven yeah, or right. PE. Yeah. So, yeah, so a few of them have come through. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, apart from Renee, they're all still here, aren't they? The other two. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Scott and Sam are still here. Yep. Good. So in school, how much did you practice with your music? Um, uh, quite a lot. Uh, definitely at least two, three hours a night easily. Yeah. Um, again, it wasn't like practice to me. It was just really fun. I just really enjoyed doing it. Um, so yeah, it just, it just kept doing it, kept researching YouTube. Um, a lot of it was self-taught. I did have lessons, but I spent a lot, a lot of time just learning songs and yeah, just in my own time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now before we get to the bigger names you worked with, um, how did your career progress from your teenage years? Um, obviously you were playing in bands and at pubs and functions and, just improving and, I suppose, building your reputation and credibility around the place? How did that happen? Um, a lot of it is spent um, networking, so going to concerts and meeting people. So it is a bit of a big effort, but if I wasn't playing a show, I'd be going and watching a show and then kind of being that annoying person in the background saying, oh, hey, mate, how's, um, can you talk to me about that guitar you're playing and just have a general conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the biggest things, just being friendly, being easy to work yeah. with. Um, How did they respond to those questions as well? They're pretty open most They love it. I love it. Yep. Me as a musician as well, I love it. If someone comes and talks to me about my instruments or my gear or whatever, I'll spend, yeah. uh, I could spend hours talking about it with you yep. because, you know, it's something different. and um, yeah. Pay it forward, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah. Um, and your first big break came when you toured with the winner of X Factor in 2010, Altian Childs. Um, he was a rock pop artist. He had a pretty big voice. Um, I remember him playing a lot of... Uh, real rock, rocking songs uh, on X Factor. He was also known for a, a bit of bizarre behaviour at times. Uh, how did it come about that you got to work with him and just tell us about that that experience, Aiden? Yeah, um, that was, um, I think it was a little bit later, so 2016 roughly, thereabouts. Um, that was a real surreal experience for me. He is an absolute amazing person. Um, got along with him really well. Learned a lot from him. Very smart person. Um, yeah, so he... Um, was I guess kind of that 80s, 90s style of rock. Um, one of my friends from university um, was playing drums and touring with him. And one day he said, oh, hey, Aiden, um, we're doing a tour and, and our bass player can't make it. Do you want to come down? And I said, yep, sign me up. Didn't ask any questions. I just said, yep, let's do it. Yep. Um, and we had a rehearsal. Altian came probably about an hour and a half late, fashionably late, yeah. right? But um, we got along really well from the get-go. Um, and as I said, with those types of projects, it's being, it's not necessarily how good you are. It's about, um, you know, I have to spend 10 hours in the van with this person. Can I handle him for 10 hours? Mm-hmm. And we got along really well. Yep. Um, 
yeah, he used to tell me um, about how he was signed with record labels and how it was really tough being signed with record labels. Mm. Um, he would say things like um, he would be forced to do social media tweets and be monitored. Someone would sit behind him and watch him make tweets or oh. watch him post Facebook, you know, things. Yeah. And he said those types of things um, happened a lot and he wanted to leave. So, yeah, he was a bit of a bit of a rebel. Yeah. In, in that and sense. Sorry, yeah. were you playing uh, um, rhythm guitar or lead guitar? I was or playing bass, bass guitar. Bass, yeah, so yep, four yep. strings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and did he forget lyrics like he did in the auditions for X Factor? Um, he actually was pretty good at lyrics, <laughs> with his lyrics, actually, I have to say. That's um, handy. Yeah. yeah, he was. No, <laughs> I, I don't think he was too bad. I think he was good with his lyrics, yeah. Right. I have to give him credit for that one. I did see that, though. And, yeah, I remember watching him through X Factor and everything, and it was pretty pretty surreal experience to play with them yeah, yeah. yeah. now uh moving on to you i suppose your, your biggest thing that you've been involved in is the teeny tiny stevies i mean how did that happen and how did you get involved with the two steven sisters who started the band uh by the way yeah beth and bill but bill is b y double l for uh, yep. in sibilla yep and actually we're getting uh, more announcements but that's okay <laughs> i should have turned that off sorry about that guys. that's all right no worries um yeah, so that's, I guess, playing with the um, the Stevies was my dream job. It was something I had to do for a few years, and um, it's something that I'll you know, never forget and always um, be very appreciative of. Um, I started that, um, I think it was probably, again, maybe around Altine's time, maybe 2017, maybe 2018, around then. And it was my old music teacher from high school who couldn't make a show. Um, and I played a couple of musicals for him as well in the meantime. And one day he couldn't make a show. So he said, hey, Aiden, do you want to go and play this show? Some random place. And again, I didn't ask any questions. I said, yep, I'll do it. I don't think I ever, ever said no to a gig, yeah. pretty much. I think I took every single gig that I ever could do. Um, and like usual, learnt all the songs, went and played. We got along really well. And then a couple of months later, they said, hey, Aiden, we're doing this this tour around Australia, wherever it is. Do you want to come and do that? Yeah. And um, I said, yeah. And then toured, recorded albums with them. And yeah, did so everything. how old are you during this period? Is this like, are you studying at this time or what no, are you? It was post-studying. It was actually while I was um, here at Manor Lakes. Right. Yeah. So what I would do is during, it was a mostly a children's band at that point. Mm. Um, the Teeny Tiny Stevies, which worked really well because the Wiggles did the same thing during school holidays. They would do their runs. Um, weekends, they would do some shows as well. So I was pretty busy. I'd work here five days and then I'd <laughs> go on the weekend or that yeah. Friday night and come back, you know, yeah. Sunday morning or whatever it is and, yeah, do a run like that. You're tired, but yeah, as you say, this is this is your love. It's your passion. Yep. You, you, it was know, my dream job, yeah. You're feeding off the adrenaline, aren't yep, you? That's yeah. exactly right. And so what's it been like working with them in the recording studio and at gigs? Absolutely amazing. They are extremely, extremely talented Um musicians um they it, it was very free-flowing they would record um a part of a song on a phone or something like that and send me a voice note i'd listen to it and i would write down my own chords and my own parts and i would bring it to the studio and play it um if they didn't like it they'd tell me if they liked it they'd say yeah um or often they would sing me a note or sing me a line and say hey aiden can you play this and um one one of my strengths is that i can hear something and i can pretty much replicate it almost straight away um, so that got me really far with them. Um, one of my negatives is I'm not the best read, uh, reader of music. So that's why I don't do a whole lot of musical gigs and stuff like that anymore, because you need to be able to read music very well. Yeah. 
and that's kind of why I don't do that as much. Yeah. Well, even mm. Paul McCartney can't read music. I don't think he wants to. Uh, he doesn't want it to stifle his creativity or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so you're along the same track there. With, yeah. with Sir Paul. Yeah, I love Aiden. songwriting. So yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of that, you're paid a fee upfront for your services. Services that basically waives your rights to any songwriting credits. But as you say, you've, you've still had a hand in their songwriting. Have, have you? there any examples there of things where you've come up with something that's really essential to the song or to the melody? Yeah, um, there is, but I, that part of music is the, the side that I liked. So I liked coming in and I liked playing and then kind of leaving, not having to worry about the admin stuff. So um, yeah. usually in the earlier bands that I played with in high school, I had to run the band, I had to organise the gigs, I had to write the music and do all the admin business stuff that people don't yeah. see. That I had to network as well. Um, with the Stevies, it was good for me because I just got to come in and play and then leave. And that, that was kind of it. Mm. Um, touring. So I kind of liked that. And I loved playing live shows. It was kind of the same thing. Um, yep. Yeah, I guess. Did I answer your question or did I totally di divert? No, no, that's 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 fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. problems at all. You probably answered it in some ways in a previous answer as well. But uh, um, now their songs are very educational as well. And um, they have songs like, uh, you know, Check out some of these song titles. Boss of My Own Body, I Ate a Rainbow, Family is a Team, and my personal favourite, On the Toilet, <laughs> right? You've got to go, to, go to the toilet on the toilet, it's not in your hit. bed and not in your pants, yep. and not on the floor, but on the toilet, <laughs> that kind of thing. I didn't get the lyrics right. That wasn't a perfect... I was just paraphrasing. <laughs> um, but it must feel great to have uh, such a positive influence on kids in that way too. Yeah, um, it's, it's great to be able to, I guess... You know, I'm a teacher, so I like to educate. I like to teach people things just in general. Um, so it was really great to be a part of that project. Um, what they would typically do is, um, the Stevies are really good at social media. They're really good at doing the Instagrams and Facebooks and that kind of thing. So what they might do is before we go in to record an album, they'll say, hey, we're recording an album or we're writing an album. What do you need your kids to learn about? And what do you need them to understand? And, you know, yeah. one mother might say, my kids don't eat vegetables. Hence, I ate a, I ate a rainbow, yeah. right? Um, or um, I'm not sure what other titles you said there, but oh yeah, yeah. on the toilet, on the toilet, that's yeah. that was a yeah a pretty self-explanatory yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> toilet training. So yep. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of the idea. Or sleeping through the night was another one. Um, yeah, yeah. Just trying to teach kids um, through the power of lyrics and song and melody. So hopefully, it sticks in their brain better. Yeah. And um, yeah, hopefully they can learn something out of it. Yeah. Yep. Great idea. Yeah, yep. I love that. So um, the band signed with ABC Kids. So you guys wrote songs for Play School and Sesame Street. Was it surreal after watching those shows as a kid? Oh, definitely. It's yep. still amazing. I got to, um, I'm going to gloat here, I got to meet Justine Clark, who was one of my favourites from oh, Play School yes. back in the day. Um, we, play, we played a show with her. We opened up first. So we were playing first and then they played afterwards. Um, and it was just great just to meet her. Or even you get to meet, um, I got to meet Jimmy Giggle. He was another cool one to meet. Mm. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was just a amazing experience. Yeah, yeah I took yeah. Ruby to see Justine Clark. She had this terrific album out. Oh, this would be what about 13, 14 years ago. That where Aquapulse is now, and oh, yeah. she was terrific. But always been in love with her ever since she was on Home and Away. Me so too. I'm, she's my generation. <laughs> so um, now in twenty twenty, you guys, as we said at the top of the show, won an ARIA award and you beat the Wiggles and the Stephen sisters 
gave you a mention in their acceptance speech. Uh, how did that all feel? That Again, I've said it a few times already. It's a dream come true, really, um, to say that I could do these things, achieve these things, and um, you know, be a part of this is um, absolutely amazing. I'm so blessed. Um, I think Justine Clark, we, I think we had three nominations for Album of the Year or Children's Album of the Year. Justine Clark beat us one year, the Wiggles beat us one year, and then I think it was during COVID, maybe the first lockdown of COVID, we won that area. Um, and yeah, it was just the best thing ever happened. It's actually really heavy and really dangerous because if you fall on it, well, it's not going to end well. Yeah. But, um, that, they're one of those pointy ones. It's one they? of the pointy ones, yeah. So, so where so does that sit? Is well, the two girls have them. Um, and yep. uh, Bill would always make a joke that it would be right in front of her window on her kitchen because she spends. She says that she spends the most time there, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can see it all the time and remember that she is somebody. I hope she doesn't mind me repeating that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Um, has the, su- the success surprised you at all? Yeah, it has. Yeah, it did. Um, I guess you've got to remember as well, sky's the limit, so you don't know how far they could go. Um. The, if the if everyone listening at home, the lights have gone <laughs> off. Everybody can still hear us. Keep going, folks. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's absolutely amazing. But um, just with how good they are, it, it I guess it can say that it doesn't really surprise me because they are just so talented. They spend all their time doing it. And I guess dedication um, has really paid off there. Yeah. 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 And obviously the, f- the focus is naturally on the two sisters. But uh, have you ever been recognised or enjoyed your own little slice of fame along the way that was a little bit une- unexpected? As a part of the Stevies? Yeah. Only, only um, maybe post shows or something when walking around in a festival or something and yeah. a, a, a kid might point out to me or someone might say, oh, hey, isn't he the guitar player? And I'll yep. just, yeah, just be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very modest man in the background, um, as he is on this podcast as well, Aiden, <laughs> usually. Um, so you've played at the Maya Music Bowl in Melbourne, but the biggest gig you've played was at the Sydney Opera House. Tell us about that. Yep, so we actually, um, I think we may have had two or three days there and we played possibly two shows a day there. Um, and that was, yeah, again, I've, I feel like I've said this so many times, but that was a bucket list, a dream come true. Family came up from Melbourne to watch as well. Wow. Um, and you just feel really special. Yeah, Sydney My Music Bowl was the same. Just yeah. felt really special, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably won't get the chance to do that again in any other projects, but yeah, that yeah. was amazing. really iconic. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I've been to concerts at the My Music Bowl, and that'd be so cool playing at. Like, yeah. it was cool, and I think it was during. Um, it might have been towards the tail end of COVID for us, so there were restrictions, but it was still absolutely packed out. And mm. yeah, oh, I think um, yeah, maybe around two thousand patrons or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um. So you also play in the Stephen Sisters um, indie folk group too, the Little Stevies. Yep, so that group actually came about first. So they were on um, probably early 2000s um, and they were on Triple J and they were that kind of band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had kids. So then they um, created the Teeny Tiny Stevies, which was the littler version of the Little Stevies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I probably started playing my shows with the Little Stevies first. And then they realized that the Teeny Tiny Stevies was becoming more successful. So they turned all their attention onto that. Attention onto yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And now, uh, swinging to your own solo career, Aiden, um, a few years ago you put out a couple of music videos um, for your original rock pop songs, I suppose you'd yep. call it, like you were yep. saying, Blink-182 and Good, uh, yep. Good Charlotte in the vein of that. Uh, Lonely Dream, is that 
the moment. Good yeah. tunes. Uh, I quite enjoyed them. Happy with the results? I know you say they're just mucking around, but they're better than just mucking around. Yeah, for me, um, a recording is kind of just a, a bit of a timestamp of you know where you are at that point in time. So um, when I was writing those songs, um, I was trying to trying to get my vocals going. I was trying to learn how to sing, and I was trying to learn how to, I guess, do that a bit better. One, because I knew I had to sing for the Teeny Tiny Stevies. But two, because if I could choose any instrument in the world, I would love to be the main singer. I'd love to be, you know, Bon Scott or Michael Hutchins or Axl Rose, you know, some of my mm. big... I would yeah. love to do that. I'd put the bass guitar down and do that. So that kind of really um, pushed me to, to sing a bit more, write a bit more. Um, and yeah, I've, I've got some more coming out, so stay tuned. But yeah, so that was kind of a time for me. I've got some more songs coming out, but a bit more pop punky along that Blink-182 kind of vein. As I said, I've kind of gone back in time a little bit and um, it's what I really enjoy. It's what really I still listen to it, so... Yeah. So, yeah. so what is what is the go with how many songs you got to come out and when that when is that going to happen? Are you doing this? You've obviously put together a, a band to yep. create this stuff. So I've actually been doing it with a couple of teachers here, Jonathan Lynch and Jamie Canning, who also yeah. help out on the podcast. So yeah. we we jam together often, we play together often, we record together often. So I've probably got at least three or four songs recorded and ready to go. Um, and I don't know about I'm. A little bit out of the loop with how to release things in social media, like yeah. a, you know, I'm not sure about the Tic Tacs and all that, but I'm going to be <laughs> releasing it somewhere. <laughs> well, you made your first mistake. <laughs> it's Tic Tock, not Tic I know, I know. Vic. All right, <laughs> thanks, Ben. Yeah. Uh, but, so, um, and so uh, yeah. Jamie's obviously a very talented mm -hmm. guitarist. Uh, yep. What does Jono play? Jono plays a little bit of everything. He is very strong on piano, very strong guitar, yeah. um, bass guitar plays, and he's got a great voice. Can sing right. really, really well, and he'll be releasing a, a song as well, oh, hopefully soon. Wow. So. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good, really we good singer. We could get a, a uh, Manor Lakes uh, classic album out of this, Ruby. <laughs> wow. Quite possibly. Exclusive. <laughs> and so how do you go about your songwriting? Do the words come first or does the music? Um, I think generally for me, it could go either one of two ways. If I'm sitting down with the guitar, the music will generally come first and maybe a melody afterwards. If I'm in the shower or if I'm driving my car and I just want to sing, I'll just sing random melody lines and then I'll um, pull over and try and record it on a voice note or something like that, mm. take it home and then get a guitar. Generally, though, if I'm sitting with my guitar, music will come first. Yeah. 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 And, and you've never had um, singing lessons. I mean, you just practice in the shower and, and in the car, as you say. I mean, how, the only thing with that is you probably can't tell what's bouncing back. What can you? I mean, there's a little bit of acoustics in the yeah, in the I, shower and the car, I suppose. But yeah, I genuinely I, I like the acoustics and the reverbs in the yeah. shower and the car. <laughs> I always feel like it makes me sound better, which uh, is why yeah. I do it. Um, yeah, I think the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly too. right. So, um, honestly, it was during COVID when I was at home and I needed something new to learn. So that's when I started trying to sing a little bit more as well, and um, just yeah. tried to learn something new, push myself, challenge myself, and mm -hmm. yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. yeah. And how many hours a week do you spend on your craft? Um, it's less now. With teaching, it's definitely less now. I still play oh, two or three hours a week at least. It was two or three hours a night, two or three hours a week now. But I'm still doing a lot of gigs and a lot of shows, just playing acoustic solo, mm. um, covers, top 40 stuff. And um, it kind of gives me a reason to learn new stuff. And yeah, yeah. I spend more of our time, my time trying to memorize lyrics and trying to memorize chords and that kind of thing now because I find memorizing words really hard. Yeah, yep. right. Mm. Okay. And so during COVID, how much did that impact you and your performing? We couldn't tour or anything like that for 
you know, two, almost three years really. Um, so I was definitely home a lot more. Um, definitely didn't play any shows or weddings were cancelled and that kind of thing. So all I could do to keep myself sane was try and learn, mm. try and learn something new at home or try songwriting or whatever it was. So it was good in some ways. It pushed me to practice my singing a lot more, which is what I wanted anyways. Um, if I was touring and playing shows on guitar, bass guitar, I probably would have done less of that. So yeah, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that. Mm. Mm. And so it sounds like you've still got some pretty like big ambitions from here, hoping like the, the candle's still burning, you still dream of making it big. Um, and obviously your, your musicianship is probably never better than, than it has been right you're at your best better than you've ever been now and your singing's obviously you get better a better singer with experience and songwriting i mean is that yeah to a degree yeah. there's there's so many different avenues of this industry um one thing that i've absolutely loved and you've given me the opportunity to do this is do some recording so i'm yeah. um, putting this podcast together is something i've always wanted to do learning how to um, mix and edit songs record songs has been something that i've wanted to for a long time um i've got the opportunity now um and uh, the next thing that I just was now recently into um, and interested in was um, cruise, cruise ship musicians. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it just looks like another challenge. Something, there's always something. I've got to keep myself working towards a goal. That's the kind of person I am. If I don't have an end goal or if I don't see the goalpost yeah. somewhere, I start to feel a bit floaty um, and a little bit lost. So I am the kind of person who needs something to work towards. And yeah, th things like this is what keeps me going. Yeah. I've got to say, when I think, I've only been on one cruise ship and that was a comedy cruise and that, so that was uh, comedians and stuff. But when I think of cruise ships, although we did some karaoke on there, that was pretty good. There's video of me doing Eagle Rock, by the way. You'll have to show us. Uh, yeah, no, I won't be showing anyone. Um, but I th when I think of uh, karaoke singers and, st oh, sorry, cruise ship singers, I'm thinking of like the Vegas lounge lizard kind of Donkashin, <laughs> darling, Donkashin, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But obviously there's a real market for it with, uh, you know, party music and, and up, upbeat top 40 sort of stuff, isn't there? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, well, the cruise ship that I went on also had the comedy and um, the karaoke. and But it also, there were so many musicians as well. There was a piano bar, there was a like yeah. a covers band. And there was at least three, four, five groups and solo musicians playing. And I actually made yep. the effort to go and have coffee with one of them in New Caledonia. And I picked his brain and tried to work everything about it. Um, it's not going to fit into my life now. It's not going to fit into my life anytime soon. But it is something that, you know, one day I could work towards or yep. whatever it is. Now, at the moment, I'm enjoying playing um, my bars and pubs and um, weddings yeah. and stuff like that. So that's keeping me going for now, building up a repertoire and, um, yeah, for now, that's keeping me going, yeah. Imagine that headlining P&O cruises. Yeah, exactly Coming right. to you, Aidan Arundes. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the band Taxi Ride. Oh, yeah. Jason Singh. Get set, everybody. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, Jason Singh, the singer's doing that now. All right. That's exactly what he's doing, yeah. and it looks fun. That was the song, wasn't it? Get yeah, set, that's, that's one of them. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It would be cool, like, travelling while doing what you love. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I have a couple of mates who have done it, and they said it was a great learning experience for them, but also they got to see the entire world as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. Um, do you have any advice for aspiring musicians? Um, yeah, I guess to be patient, um, because I always tell this to my students as well, you're not going to be able to learn the instrument overnight or an instrument overnight, whatever it is. If it's digital, garage band, DJing, it's going to take time. Um, I feel like... A lot of students that I teach, um, if they don't get something straight away, they give up. And my bit biggest bit of advice to them always is just, hey, keep keep at it. Give it a go. 
it's going to be hard to start off with at the start, but it's not meant to be easy because if it was easy, everyone would be able to do it. So be patient with yourself, persevere. And um, yeah, I think that's that's the main bit of advice that I give to everyone. And yeah, I yeah. stick by that. Yep. yep. Um, and advice to, an asp- to aspiring musicians. It seems like Aidan's still doing a fair bit of his own aspiring here, Ruby, which is inspirational. Now, off music now, uh, your Arandes family is Portuguese, but you recently had your DNA tested and you found a few surprises, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. That's, um, it was a Christmas present that I got end of last year. And basically you, um, put some saliva in a tube and send it off and it comes back about a month later. Um, so my family names, um, that I know have originated from Ireland, England, um, Portugal. And those were kind of the big three. Um, my family was born in India, though, so I knew that I had a big um, Indian yep. percentage there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the one that was a real shock was Norwegian. Yeah. So I, I tell everyone, I jokingly tell everyone that I'm 8% Viking, Viking. so don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's it's funny because, uh, like, you showed me uh, the statistics and stuff, and Portugal was only 1%. Yeah, India is 76%, and, and you're actually more Norwegian, English, and German than you are Portuguese. So, so yeah. But uh, um, now, Ruby, we're going to move on to our last little segment called Before the Bell. Yes. Yeah, so firstly, sir, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Cool. I had a few different ones. I loved Adam Sandler. So I wanted to become an actor first, a comedian. Oh, yeah. Um, that, yeah. yeah. For some reason during high school, I wanted to become a chef, but I think that's because I like to eat a lot. <laughs> um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I did Year 8 music and I found the guitar and I was like, damn, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Was sport ever one? Oh, oh yeah. If I wasn't yeah. doing if I wasn't doing music stuff, I would have put a lot more attention into my sport, and I'd probably be maybe teaching PE or something like that. I still play a lot of basketball, and um, yeah, okay, played uh, a bit of footy last couple of years as well. Yeah, okay. What advice would you give to your teenage self? I think it's going to be exactly what I said to you before. Just um, be a bit yeah. more patient. I think. Yeah, hang um, in there. Hang yep. in there a bit more. Persevere a bit more. Um, I think that, yeah, I think for me, that's what it is. Yeah. And who's the most famous person you've met? This is, this is a fun story for me. Um, we were in ABC, um, in Sydney with the girls, Teeny Tiny Stevies, and both of them had a, a radio interview and they brought their little baby with them as well. Would have been no more than a couple of months old. And I was stuck with the task of, um, holding this baby for, you know, the next hour or whatever it was. And while I was holding this baby, Jimmy Barnes comes <laughs> over and says, G'day, mate. How you going? <laughs> while I'm holding the baby. And um, I didn't get you meet. Yeah, that's exa- exactly <laughs> how he said it. Um, yeah. And I'll absolutely love Cole Chisel and Jimmy Barnes. So yeah. that was real surreal for me. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm sure there's a few others, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when, are there any others you can think of off the top of the head? Um, we love our famous again, uh, name dropping here. Yeah, Justine Clark was a big one. Yes, yeah. Um, Hamish Blake as well through um, just playing shows and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no, you had me at Justine Clark. Yep, done. I'm yep, there you go. You can have that one. <laughs> um, do you have any hidden talents? I mean, there's a lot of talents that are on display here, Ruby. Has you got any more, do you think? I should have thought of this one before I came in because <laughs> I, I should know these questions now. You should now. know these <laughs> I should know these heart, questions. Um, hidden talents. Wow. Um, not that I can think of for the top of my head right now. That's right. Um, it's so hidden we need to dig yeah, deep. I am... Yeah. Um, 
I like to think I'm a coordinated person. So anything that involves hand-eye coordination and things like that, I find pretty easy. Like I picked up the drums really quickly when I was learning how to play. Yeah. Um, and sports and, you know, the skill side of things came very natural to me. So yep. I, I reckon anything hand-eye coordination, maybe. I don't know. Um, and so who's your favourite singer or group? I mean, you've kind of answered that, but... My favourite band of all time was Guns N' Roses. Oh, yes. That's why I started playing music. Um, absolutely love Axl Rose. Um, but as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm going to have to say the Beatles, I reckon. Oh, just yeah. with their entire catalogue and their yep. the talent that they had um, and how unique each member was. What what era of the Beatles got you? Was it the early uh, love song stuff or was the more psychedelic? And yeah, probably uh, the stuff. earlier, the right. earlier boppy kind of stuff. Okay. The psychedelic oh, stuff yeah. is good um, and I love... The, and I can appreciate the recording and that kind of side of things, but I, I yeah. love melodies. I love catchy yeah. songs. I love choruses. And they and to me, they kind of started that whole pop, Absolutely, you know, boy yeah. band thing. So that's what I kind of love about them. And yeah. yeah. Could talk about the Beatles for ages. Definitely. Like a lot of people. Now, <laughs> a movie, TV or series recommendation from UAA? I had to think about this as well. Loved um, Ozark. That was a big one for me. Um, House was another big one, but... Everyone here at the college will probably know that I'm a big Simpsons fan, huh. and it's you know Dull. they're still yeah, they're still releasing episodes, believe it or not, um, thirty years on, um, yeah. and it's actually pretty good. So I always say if you like the Simpsons, go back and watch them because there are some good shows, uh, yeah. good good episodes going on. I'm shocked it hasn't been cancelled yet. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. They're getting closer and closer. I think <laughs> I think they might be up to the last season now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what are you most looking forward to in your life right now? Um. I thought, oh, geez, I'm building a house. That's going to yes. be done soon, hopefully within a couple of weeks. Um, I've got Is a new... Rock Bank? Do yes, I yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if ha how many people know, but I've got a new job starting up as well at your old high school, you were saying, Ben? My old high school, Melton High. Yep, yep. so I'll be down there. Um, we've got a leadership position over there. So I'm really excited for those two things. And um, I think I'm just excited for life. I think I'm excited just to enjoy myself, you know, you know, play sports, whatever I want to do, and just enjoy that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Just ex um, kind of appreciating every day. Yeah. Is there anything else important that we've missed that you'd like to share or reveal or confess? I feel like I've talked way too much, <laughs> no, <laughs> to well be honest. I'm sitting here looking at the laptop thinking, wow, how long is this episode going to be? But well no, I think you've covered everything in amazing detail. You've done your research, obviously. Oh, well, we, <laughs> we pride ourselves on it. But Aiden, thanks, mate. That was terrific. And as you said, you're leaving us at the end of the term to go to my old school, Melton Secondary College. We yep. called it Melton High back in the day, I think. Uh, if, gee, if those walls could talk, the class of 93. Uh, <laughs> but we feel indebted to you, mate, for uh, making this podcast happen. We genuinely mean that. So that's a part of the legacy you leave here at Manor Lakes. And the Melton High kids are certainly lucky ducks, aren't they, Roops? Yes, they sure are. Thanks for everything, Aiden. And to our listeners, you'll be hearing from us. Toodaloo. Hooroo. Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, is entirely recorded and produced on site here at the college. If you think there's someone we should interview, please email your nominations along with a brief explanation to our email address. Podcast at manorlakesp12.vic.edu.au or just come over for a chat when you see us around the school. We must thank some wonderful teachers for their time and expertise to this project. Aidan Arendez and his team for their technical production skills to bring this podcast to the airwaves. Quite a time-consuming task indeed. And to Michael Polk for sourcing our hip theme music and designing our stylish cover art. Thanks, gentlemen. 
And last but not least, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in. Until next time.